Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It's so great to be with you today. In today's episode, are you finding it difficult to get things done? Unable to find thinking time to get at the thoughtful work on your plate? Are you feeling awful about it? Then you are not alone. Today we're going to look at how we can manage our day more effectively so that we can be more productive and more in control in our lives and more joyful. Let's walk. out, walking, moving as we are able, enjoying this gorgeous day. At the last 8% morning, we walk. We integrate movement and mindfulness and mental training exercises so that we can grow our insight into becoming real students of human behavior, but also so that we have tools so we can be better in our more difficult, what we call last 8% moments. It's so great to be with you today. So start by just feeling your feet on the ground, feeling your belly rise and fall, and see if you can let go of whatever you were doing, whatever you were thinking, And just arrive in this moment. Take this as a time of non-doing. Of just being. Feeling your feet on the ground. Knowing that we're building this muscle of mindfulness that not only helps us enjoy the present moment, but also helps us when we are facing those challenging moments in our day, those last 8% conversations or decisions or tasks. And it allows us to stay when things get hot. And this is a difference maker in our careers. This is what helps us build better relationships. We don't run away from conflict. This is what allows us to have the kind of impact we want to have in the world. And it just starts by walking every morning starting by noticing the sensations in our feet as they contact the ground. Feeling our belly rise and fall. Shutting off the thinking mind of Worrying about the future, ruminating about the past, or engaging in social comparison. Just being present with what is, knowing that it will change our brain. In a very real way, this is the how of leadership. If we can be more present, more curious, 
more courageous. We're able to do the difficult things, which is what leadership is all about. So just feel our hands and arms. Feel our head and neck. And if our mind wanders to a thought or a story or a fantasy, just note it, let it be, and come back to our focus of attention, which is just our belly, just our body, as we are moving. If you're new to the podcast, we follow a BIG structure. After we make our bed in the morning and we engage in our five-minute book club, those are the first two Bs we move into moving with paying attention to belly and body. You might say there's four Bs, in fact. Then we move to our idea of the day or our strengthening identity. Those are the eyes. Then we finish with goals and gratitude. So just being present in this moment. Just congratulating yourself on getting out of the house and moving and feeling your whole body. Feeling grateful for this body. Standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. And now moving to our idea of the day. I must say I feel so fortunate with the work that I do. Whether it's keynote speaking or running the training company, I absolutely love the difference, the impact that we have on people. But I have to say, I think I love as much that the fact that I get to meet such interesting people, everyday people like you. I want to tell you a story about someone who I recently worked with by the name of CJ. He's this lovely, thoughtful individual who has just great energy, easy to laugh, has a great smile, really devoted to his family and the team he manages at a tech company where he works. And he works hard. And he's committed to being you know, the best that he can be. And like you and I, he wants to grow his career, build a great team. He wants to have really good relationships, all of his you know, important relationships. He wants them to be great. And he wants to have a real impact on the world. But recently, he's been hitting a barrier. He feels inundated. When he looks at his schedule, all he can see are meetings after meetings on his calendar. From 8.30 to 6. And he begins to wonder, how am I ever supposed to get any thinking work done? And by the way, his team feels like they have very little face time with him. So he's feeling overwhelmed by this and it's driving him crazy and he wonders is it just me am I the only one who's unable to get these things done and of course you know and I know he is not this is so common today 
But CJ, like many others that we work with, faces two fundamental challenges. Now, there's, I'm sure, more, but for today's episode, there are two fundamental challenges I want to expose and kind of uh, bring to awareness. Number one, he's both a manager and a maker. What does that mean? It means he needs to both manage people you know, and be on meetings to make sure projects are being moved forward and customer needs are being met. But he's also a maker, a creator of ideas, a maker of things, you know, product, know-how for their business, solutions. And the problem is that he can be so easily engulfed by his managerial duties that he loses time and space for his maker duties. And you know, CJ is not alone. The other challenge he experiences is that he's only in control of about 15 to 20% of the meetings that he is in. In other words, they're you know, organized by others, maybe his superiors. And so not only does he feel overwhelmed, but he feels somewhat powerless. And here's the challenge. If he continues to feel snowed under like this, there is a lot at stake. Not only will he not be productive, not get things done, which is a problem, of course, in and of itself. But like others who face a situation like this, in spite of having a great attitude, and he does, he will start to feel more negative, more cynical. He'll feel less joy about his work. And CJ is someone who loves his work. He loves solving problems. He loves connecting with his team. Tyler Knott Gregson said, promise me you will not spend so much time treading water and trying to keep your head above the waves that you forget, truly forget how much you have always loved to swim. On top of losing joy for his work, he faces, like all of us, a very real problem of becoming less patient with his team. You know, and showing up as less than his best self for his team. And this, of course, affects his team's performance and their enjoyment of work. At home, he will not be the person he wants to be. And you can imagine if he continues to get worn down like this, the idea of finding energy and focus to step in and be courageous when it comes to the tough things he faces, the last 8% situations he faces with customers or difficult conversations or decisions he has to make on his team, all of that goes out the window. I sometimes think the primary reason why people avoid last 8% situations is not because they lack courage. It is because they are just so overwhelmed with so much going on that they have nothing left and they can't summon the energy to push into the discomfort that comes with doing the difficult. So what to do? Well, he needs a plan like you do, like I do. And it starts by finding blocks of time long enough to do the maker or creator work. And why is it important to find those blocks of time? Well, we human beings are serial processors. What does that mean? That means 
we could only do one thing at a time before we go on to do another. We cannot multitask. Anyone who tells you that doesn't know the research or is lying, I'm sure they're not trying to lie. It's just simply impossible for us to toggle back and forth between different tasks that we face and to be able to focus, especially deeply. So moving from, you know, being a manager, that role to being a maker is really difficult when we only have short spaces in our calendar. We need longer spaces for deep work, deep fruitful work to occur. Standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. Feeling our body as we're walking. So we need longer spaces for deep work to occur. You know, there was an interesting experiment done, a study done, where a group of engineers in a Fortune 500 company were told that they could have three mornings a week where there would be no meetings, no interruptions. And in the first part of the study, this was voluntary. The engineers themselves could make the choice to engage in this three days a week of kind of focus mornings. The result, they were on average 47% more productive than people who did not do this. Amazing. 47%. In the second part of the study, the organization sanctioned this and made it official policy and said, Okay, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday morning until noon, no meetings, no interruptions, right? Focus mornings, that's what I call it. When this happened, they were on average 65% above the average on productivity. I mean, these are incredible stats. The truth is, is that we simply need, we require longer spaces for deep work. And when we are both a manager and a maker, it is really difficult. And by the way, the way the world is moving in organizations, that's often the case. It makes it really difficult to get things done and do meaningful and productive work when we're managing these two roles. So I asked CJ to sit down, look at his schedule, audit each meeting he had over the course of uh, two days and examine how important these meetings were. And so we had a conversation about this and he noticed something as he looked at, you know, the course of two days of of his calendar. There were a number of meetings that did not require the frequency or length of time that they had in his calendar. And he was like, wow, that's interesting. And then I asked him if he could take a look at all of the meetings for the week and do the following. see if he could change them to less frequent. So maybe it's not a weekly meeting, it's an every other week meeting. So number one, less frequent. Number two, a shorter time period. Did it really require an hour or was half an hour enough for any of these meetings? Number three, could he download the meetings to someone else on his team? Both as a way to free up his time, but also to grow his people, give them more exposure in the organization, give them more responsibility. 
And could he organize this so he could find blocks of time and actually block it out of his calendar? You know, this is essentially the study, right, that I'm describing. Can he, is he able to do that? And I have to tell you, when he started to work through his schedule, he jumped up and down and he realized, oh my gosh, he could in fact free up way more time for both his maker duties, but also for his team to have face time with him. In fact, he had more time than he imagined that he had anticipated he might. And he felt a large stone had been lifted from his back. Not only did CJ feel relieved by this exercise, but he came to realize how much more power he had. He had agency to change his circumstances. He wasn't at the whim and decision of others on his team. It is the same for you. It is the same for me. We can take charge of our meetings, decide how we spend our time, be thoughtful. And when we know the science about the importance of blocks, it means that we can actually have those times when we are able to do thoughtful maker or creator work, creator work, but also have more time for building the culture of a team, which is so very important. And the more we can do that, by the way, and the more we can grow our team, the more they can take on more of our responsibilities, which allows, gives us, again, more time to do you know, high-level important work. Standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. George Bernard Shaw said, The people who get on in this world are the people who get up and look for the circumstances they want. And if they can't find them, they make them. What a great quote. So moving to our three by three. Take three mindful breaths right down into your toes, calming this body. Now moving to three things you're grateful for. I am grateful for a dear friend who is in Ireland feeling sad about the loss of a friend today, but I'm so grateful for for his friendship. Now moving to goals. Three goals that we want to get done today. What do you want to focus on that if you got these th- three these three things done, you just feel so productive, so able to feel good about the day because we are wanting to be productive human beings, of course. This podcast is definitely about being the first part of the podcast. It's also about doing because we know we're happier when we are productive and we remove the blockers, the obstacles to being productive. So what do you want to get done today? Reflect right now. Think in your mind. What do you want to get done today?
fantastic. Feeling our body, feeling so fortunate to do this work. Bringing this focus and energy and momentum into the day. Knowing that we are in control. That we have way more power than we realize. Yes, life is difficult. Yes, we can feel inundated. But we are way more powerful and way more productive. And we have way more agency than we think we do. We have everything we need to be successful. As we finish, I want to read a quote by Benjamin Disraeli. Man is not the creature of circumstances. Circumstances are the creatures of men. We are free agents and man is more powerful than matter. I'm going to say that one more time. People are not the creature of circumstances. Circumstances are the creatures of people. We are free agents and we are each more powerful than matter. Have a wonderful day.